Great. Um, well, I'm not preaching this morning. We've got uh, Kieran Dunn, who I'll introduce in a moment. Um, he's uh, one of the evangelists we're getting in uh, once a month. And if, you, if you've not picked up one of these, do pick up one of these. First Sundays. Once uh, the first Sunday of every month, we have a guest speaker running from now until July to bring a real kind of gospel evangelistic edge to what we're doing here on a Sunday morning. So get the, this, these dates in your diary. These are a great opportunity to invite your colleagues, your friends, your family along, um, knowing that they're going to hear the gospel. And so um, Kieran is from King's Church in Mid-Sussex, so he's going to come and preach to us this morning, and he's going to nip off down to 502 as well to preach there. So let's give him a really big, warm welcome this morning. Great. Let me just pray for you. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, Father, we, uh, we thank you for Kieran. Thank you for his gifting. We thank you that he's here amongst us now. And we pray right now as he opens up your word to us that we would be blessed, that we would be enriched, that we would see our, our lives changed and transformed more into uh, your likeness, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for your kind welcome. It's lovely to be here. Uh, this is the first time I've been to Paul ever. Um, I set off quite early this morning, I don't know if any of you know, know Sussex, I live not far from Brighton, a town called Haywards Heath, set off early this morning, got here, I don't have a sat-nav, so I think I've seen pretty much every road in Poole trying to find this church, <laughs> but that's okay, it's a, it seems like a lovely place actually, so it's great to be here, and um, I don't know if, uh, if this morning you're, you're new to the church, this might all be very different for you. Um, I, I kind of share that whenever I go somewhere new, you kind of think, oh, I wonder what's going to happen this morning. Um, a little bit of background about myself, uh, because I don't know about you, when, when I'm sort of like, if I'm new and somebody's speaking, you think, oh, who are they? You might not now looking at me, but <laughs> um, originally I was born in Dublin in the Republic of Ireland, uh, so uh, you probably can't tell from my accent, the top of the morning to you. Uh, and um, what other thing I could... Oh, the other interesting thing about, about me is uh, that my, my father, the reason I moved to England when I was young, is that my father's profession was he was a professional steeplechase jockey. You know the Grand National? Now, I'm six foot three, so I'm wondering, how does that work? Okay, because he's really, really short. So that's why we came uh, to England. But this morning... Uh, in a moment, we're going to be looking uh, at a short bit from the Bible, from John's account of Jesus' life. We're coming into this Advent season, uh, and I don't know about you, I love Christmas, and it kind of feels like it's just starting. And uh, this morning, I'm going to just spend a few moments talking about Jesus Christ. So Vicky is going to come and just read a short passage from John chapter 1 for us. Thank you. Okay. The next day again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come, and you'll see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour, which is about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, 
So you are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Thank you so much. So this morning, I want to focus on the first thing. The first thing, the most important thing. And we read in that passage there, uh, the quote I've got is from a slightly different translation of mine from the New International Version. But I want to talk to you about the first thing, the most important thing that anybody can do is to come to know Jesus. Now listen, in this room, I, I have the benefit already so far this morning, everybody I've met has been nice, okay? So that's, that's really good news. I'm hoping that won't change. But one of, one of the things, as you see, I'm here today, I've had a little bit of information about your church, Gateway, but I don't really know much about it. But the thing is, I might not know you, but there's a God in heaven who does. And he cares so much for you. And that's what this Christmas season is about. It's about remembering that Jesus came because God loves us. So I don't know. In this room, there's probably going to be a cross-section of people. Maybe uh, you're somebody that, you know, you're not a believer. Maybe an atheist, that means somebody that, you know, says there is no God. Maybe that's, that's what you would say. Or maybe you're not sure. Sometimes the word that's used for that is you're an agnostic. Or maybe you're here today. Maybe you haven't been to church for a long time. Or you're just starting to come. Maybe, for you, you would say, I used to call myself a Christian, but now I'm not sure. Now, let's make it very clear what our definition of a Christian is. The Bible says... Jesus actually defined a Christian as this. It's somebody that knows the living God through Jesus Christ. So it isn't somebody that helps old ladies across the road or is just nice. That is not the definition we're talking about. It is somebody that has a friendship with God through Jesus. So maybe you're here today and you'd say, well, I, I, I think I used to be a Christian. Now I'm just not, not sure or I guess the other category is there'll be some people here that would say, yeah, definitely, I do know God through, through Jesus Christ. Now let me say this, irrespective of what category you fall into, the good news is this, God loves you, Jesus Christ was sent so that you can know God, and listen, if you're not sure, at the end of my talk, which will probably be, I don't know, what, half two is it this afternoon, something like that, <laughs> it's going to be a long one. <laughs> Now, in the next 15, 20 minutes or so, at the end of my talk, I'm going to lead us in a short prayer, saying sorry to God, asking that Jesus will come and meet with us and that we would follow him. Now, why am I saying that now? I'm saying it now. So if you think, do I need to pray that prayer, you've got maybe 15, 20 minutes to be asking the question, God, are you speaking to me? Are you prodding me? Are you prompting me to pray that prayer? Okay? Don't want to ambush anybody, take anybody by surprise. So in that scripture that's on the, uh, on the screen there, it says this, the first thing Andrew did was find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Christ. And then they brought him to Jesus. Now when you read that, when you hear that, it seems like that Andrew is saying to Peter, we, we found God. And in one sense, that's true. So I don't know, maybe you've recently completed or you're on the Alpha course. Alpha's a brilliant way of finding out more about the bigger questions about life. 
Maybe you've done alpha. And in some way, maybe you're stirred and you're, you're sensing that you're finding God. And in, in many ways, that is true. But what I want to say is this, that everything in this book, in the Bible, says that from beginning to end, God is looking for and finding people and bringing them to himself. So right at the beginning of, the book, of this book, the Bible, in the book of Genesis, what it says is this. It says God was looking for people, searching them out, calling to them. Where are you? When Adam and Eve turned their backs on God and rebelled against God, the Bible calls that sin. God's crying out with love to them. Where are you? The first book of the Bible, and right at the end in the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, what we hear is there's this invitation where God is crying out to everybody, come, come. And the invitation's giving, given. From start to finish, what it tells us is that he found us. I'm part of a, a, a church, uh, it's called the King's Church Mid-Sussex. And we're, we're really privileged. I mean, this is a fantastic building facility. We're privileged, but we've got one of those. You know that newer churches sometimes meet in warehouses? Yeah? So we, we bought this factory, uh, and it was, it was quite run down, and it's been converted. And we are very grateful. We've got a fantastic facility. It's quite, it's quite large. It's beautiful. But one of the things that we couldn't afford to do was to do the car park. Now, to give you... Uh, a, a sense of scale. I suppose that the car park would be about the size of this plot. It would be about two or three times the size of, of this, I suppose. And uh, what we had out front for the car park, so the be beautiful building. Sorry, I I'm not just here to tell, tell you about my car park. This is going somewhere, right? <laughs> it's not that interesting, is it? But a uh, lovely building, but then out front, it was, it was like sort of um, gravel and mud and just muck, basically. So any sort of rain that came, it just turned into a bit of a mud bath. And we get maybe a couple of thousand people through our building in a week. Uh, so we've got young mums, we've got business hirers who come, we've got all sorts of people. We just thought, this just isn't great. You know, it's not good for them, it's just not good. When it rained, there'd be a huge kind of Olympic-sized swimming pool out the front, which isn't particularly useful if it's only an inch deep. So, we, uh, uh, very fortunately, through generosity of people, were able to... Uh, uh, get some contractors in to do the car park. And they did one half of the car park. The other half needed some special kind of treatment because it was like a concrete base. And these contractors came to lay the, the special uh, stuff on the concrete, uh, but unfortunately they got it wrong. So the, the resin that they were going to put on the concrete is it's super expensive. And they were advised to put down this special undercoat on the concrete. And they put it down and, and it didn't set. So that meant it was just like a sticky kind of mess all over the concrete. Not very good. Fortunately, the contractors said, okay, we'll sort that out. And they got this team from up north. I don't mean like Salisbury. I mean further north than that, you know. <laughs> I don't know what it's like here, but when you say up north, I, do you think that? I don't know. Um, and these two guys came down from Salisbury. Uh, and uh, they, they had this amazing piece of machinery which kind of industrial sort of jet washer come hoover type thing which, which cleaned the concrete. And they were out there, honestly, from dawn till dusk, they were just working so hard. And I thought, these guys probably need some sort of refreshment. So I went out to them and said, look, you guys are working really hard. Do you want to come in and 
you know, have, have some refreshment. So they said, yeah, yeah, that would be great. So they came in. One of them, a guy called Simon, not met them before. He's from Stoke-on-Trent, six foot four, tall and wide, massive, huge muscles, a little bit like myself. Uh, <laughs> tattoos, not like myself. And uh, anyway, he, he was there, and he's like wearing orange fluorescent clothing. Now, the night before these guys came, we had a function at the church uh, for drinks and canapes, so it was quite a posh function. So I invited them in, and we had drinks and canapes. So I'm having canapes with these two guys from the north of England wearing high-vis clothing who were huge. It was kind of weird. And we're having this conversation, and the guy's saying, you know, so, you know, you work here? And I say, yeah, yeah, I'm like one of the ministers, like a vicar. And, uh, you know, we're chatting away, and I'm asking about where they live and, you know, how their day's going and stuff like that. And he said, so, you know, it's a church here, right? Yeah. How many people do you get to church, like on a Sunday? And I said, I don't know, sometimes four, five, six hundred people. And do you know what he said? He said, Christ! And then he realized what he'd said, because I was like the vicar, and he went, oh, God! Which isn't the best combination, is it? However, he's right. The reason people come here on a Sunday, if, if you're newer to this thing, is because of Christ. It's because of Jesus Christ. The first thing that Andrew did was brought his brother to the Christ. We have found the Christ, the Messiah, Jesus, the Holy One of God, God himself come as, as, as a man. And now 2.2 billion people around the world are saying, we have found the Christ. I don't know if you guys can put this, this next slide up. Um, these two young ladies, uh, the one on the, on the right is a lady called Zoella. You might know this already. Uh, the one on the left is uh, a lady called Sprinkle of Glitter. Okay? Uh, her real name is Louise Pentland. Now, I don't know if you, if you uh, are into YouTube and stuff, but these, these ladies are incredibly well-known, incredibly famous. For example, the lady on the left there, Louise, has two and a half million followers on her YouTube channel. Okay, two and a half million. Okay, and she writes about fashion and all sorts of things. And uh, in fact, when I, when I saw this slide, I felt a little bit uneasy. Okay, but here we are. We're coming into sort of Christmas season. It says summer essentials, and they have these two lovely bags, and summer's gone, and I never had those bags. <laughs> it's making me feel a little bit uneasy. Okay, they're essential. I didn't have them. But anyway, we need to move on. We haven't got time for that. So this girl on the left, Louise, she ends up going on an alpha course and meeting with Jesus Christ. So she posts to her two and a half million followers on YouTube, so I go to church, and she makes a video about it. Why does she do that? Because the first thing is this, I want to lead people to the Christ. Why? Because Jesus is good news. Dan said, you know, I'm here today to preach the gospel. Gospel, what's that? If you don't know anything about church, the gospel, is that some sort of, like some black robe choir is going to appear suddenly and start singing? No, the gospel means good news. So Louise goes public and says this, so I go to church. Let me read a quote from her. 
she said, uh, as a Christian, I have a strong belief there's a God and he's the father of Jesus and he holds our lives in his hands and is there to guide, love, support and teach us. The first thing Louise did when she met Jesus was to tell other people about him. Why am I here? Look, Paul's nice, don't get me wrong, but the reason I've traveled here today, the reason that I got up at half five this morning to get here was not because I think, oh, it would be nice to go to Paul for the day. No, because the first thing I want to do and the last thing I want to do is let you know there's a God in heaven who loves you. His name is Jesus, the Christ. Every fiber in my being appeals to you to believe what I'm saying. And I know what it's like to sit there. I know what it's like. I, you know, I brought up a skeptic. I know what it's like. But maybe today you feel there's some sort of prod in your heart that is saying, come to me all you are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. The words of Jesus prompting you. I was reading the Daily Telegraph and I read about a guy called Ravi Maharishi. Uh, he comes from an Asian background and he's uh, a fascinating character. He, uh, he ended up going to Eton Public School, and he was so rebellious, he wasn't expelled, but he was asked to leave, which I think amounts to the same thing. Uh, he became uh, involved in the whole drug scene. He became a punk, an anarchist. Uh, basically, he was trouble. And he actually was also a Satanist. He... Uh, in the article, it said, he said, I moved to the dark side, is the way he put it. He would call on the dark lords of chaos. He would go into churches and chant and do satanic rituals in church buildings. But after a series of events, he realized that his life was a mess. He was miserable. Many of his friends had died from drug overdoses or committed suicide. And he was sitting in a pub in Cambridge, and he thought, I've had enough. I can't do this. And he decided to give his life to this Jesus, who is so loving and forgiving. I don't know if you can put this next picture up. Not only did he give his life to Jesus, there's a picture of him. But he also became a minister in the Church of England. He's now a vicar. And he changed his name to Ravi Holy. In fact, he was thinking about becoming a Pentecostal minister, if you've heard of that denomination. But then Pentecostal ministers often call their ministers pastor. So he thought, I would then be Pastor Ravioli, <laughs> which uh, I kind of like, actually. So he decided to go into the church. I think there were other reasons why he went into the Church of England. If you could go back to the quote that he, 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 he put there. He talked about knowing Jesus, Christianity. It was the last religion I would have chosen. But this was the God who'd saved my life. I became the one thing I'd sworn I'd never become, a born-again Christian. So what about you? Where do you fit 
in this picture. You might say, well, you know, I'm not a Satanist. Or are you more like Louise Pentland? You might not do YouTube blogs, but actually she's just a young mum, single mum. Or maybe you've been coming to church for years. Let me, let me just appeal and challenge you. What will you do with Jesus, who is called the Christ? If some of you have done uh, Alpha recently, I believe there's one or two here that might have done, you might know that uh, Bear Grylls, uh, the explorer-adventurer, has uh, done some advertising for Alpha. The reason he, he did that is because he did Alpha with his wife, Shara. In fact, I don't know if you know this. In, in um, yeah, A couple of years ago, the, uh, in China, the most influential book in China, uh, there was a vote about it, and I thought it was going to be um, Mao Zedong's Little Red Book or something like that. It was actually a book called Mud, Sweat and Tears, which is the autobiography of Bear Grylls. Most influential book in China. And I thought, you know, as preparing talk, I thought, okay, I'll just Google Bear Grylls, get an image up, you know. Uh, there's a whole campaign to share pictures of uh, the alpha advertising online. And when I typed in uh, share bear, this is what came up. <laughs> Wasn't quite what I was looking for. I thought he was an adventurer in the SAS. I don't think this quite matches it. But... The next one, hopefully, we've got another picture here. You might recognize those from bus adverts or online or whatever. Bear Grylls said this, Jesus Christ comes to make us free, to bring us life in all its fullness. He said, forgive us when we've messed up, and who hasn't, and to be the backbone in our being. So that's Bear grills. Now come on, somewhere you're going to fit on this scale. I've taken extreme, I've gone for Satanists. Ordinary young mum, okay, she's got some profile on YouTube. Adventurer, explorer. Where, where do you fit? Because wherever you fit, the first thing that I want to do, and the first thing actually I think you need to do is respond to him. So how do we find Jesus? How do we respond? A few years ago, I, well, for many years, actually, I lived in Glasgow, in Scotland. I was, are there any Scottish people here? None. That's okay. <laughs> it's a fantastic place. I lived in Glasgow. But one day, I got a letter through uh, my letterbox, and when I opened it, um, I read it. It's from William Ray, the Chief Constable of Strathclyde Police. It's not always the sort of letter you want to receive. And it's Kieran Dunn, it's my old address in Glasgow, and it says this, Dear Sir Stroke Madam, I couldn't tell what I was, <laughs> I have photographic evidence. That is not what you want to come through your letterbox. That is not the opening line of what you want to read, believe me. You're wondering what of, aren't you? Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> I have photographic evidence which my, may identify you as a driver of car registration. 
failed to comply with the speed limit at the locus and date and time shown below. I have photographic evidence. Do you know, a few years ago, I was uh, in a shop, a supermarket, not supermarket, a department store, and I was just like browsing, and I noticed this young, probably eight-year-old boy, and he had a, a bag, he was looking around, and he was taking things from the shelf and putting them in his bag. And I looked down the end of the aisle, there was an adult who obviously was an accomplice of some sort who was getting him to steal things. And I went up to this young lad and I said, you don't want to do that, come on, this isn't going to end well if you do that. And I went to the adult and I said, come on, <laughs> you know, this isn't, this isn't going to end well, stealing. So those two stories, photographic evidence, shoplifting. Let me ask you to be very honest this morning. What have you got in your bag? John and Matt, leaders of the church, sent me an email telling me about Poole, the sort of place it is, the sort of affluence it has. So for me to say that you're a sinner, you might take offense at that. But if you are honest, you know like I've fessed up to, that there's, there could be photographic evidence of things that you've done wrong in your life. What, what's in your bag? What are the things that if people knew, you'd be ashamed of? What are the things that actually you need forgiveness for? You see, the way that we come to Jesus is in humility, holding our hands up, saying, I've done wrong. Things you've thought, things that you've said, things that you have done. And the wonderful news is this, that if we're honest with him and ask for his forgiveness, the reason that Jesus Christ was nailed to a cross, he took the punishment for whatever wrong thing that you thought of, he took the punishment for that, died, was buried, rose again, so that you could be forgiven and have new life. So very simply, come to Jesus. He didn't come to rub it in. He came to rub it out. So you can know forgiveness. Very simply, come to him. Look, it said in that passage we read, the Lamb of God, Jesus, who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. The Bible says, he, talking about Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us. There was a transfer took place. So that in him, we can become the righteousness of God. The Bible says, here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into our broken, messed up world to save sinners like you and me. The Bible says there's one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ. The Bible said, in fact, the words of Jesus, Jesus said, I am the way that you can get to God. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to God the Father except through me. So what about you?
my, my time is up. I have done my best to communicate the simple but most profound message that God loves you so much. He'll accept anybody into his kingdom if you humbly come and ask for forgiveness. I wonder if we may just, if you're able to, I wonder if I might invite you to stand. Um, in a moment, our worship team are going to come and I'm going to hand back to Dan. But I would love to lead us in a, in a short prayer. As I said at the start of my talk, I want to give you an opportunity, wherever you are with God, to know that right now he will accept you if you come to him. And I'm going to pray a prayer out loud. I ask you just, if you know God's prompting you to pray in your heart after me. You don't have to pray it out loud. Just pray it in your heart. It's going to be a short prayer. Asking for him to forgive you. Asking for him to cleanse your life. And then saying that you're choosing to follow him, to make him the leader of your life from this moment onwards. So let's pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, just pray this in your heart after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you, you died on the cross for me. So I can be forgiven and set free. I ask you to forgive me from all that I know is wrong in my life. Now just take a moment, if there's something God's pinpointed for you that he's saying you need to ask forgiveness for, just ask him now. Let's continue to pray. I receive your forgiveness. I ask you to change me now by the power of your spirit to cleanse me, to make me new. And today, I choose to follow you, to make you the leader of my life. Now, everybody in this room has their eyes closed at this point. And if you did pray that prayer, I'm going to simply ask you as a response to God, not to me, but a response to God, just to put your hand in the air and say, God, I'm turning to you. Thank you. Is anybody else? Wonderful. couple of people. God, I, I just, um, you put your hands down. Look, even if you didn't put your hand up, but you prayed that prayer. I'm just going to pray now. God, for those that, that prayed before you, you know who they are, God. I pray, God, would you uh, pour your love into their hearts now. May they know the truth of what they've prayed. Not just in their heads, but in their hearts as well. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now listen, if, if you did respond, I know there's some, uh, a, a team of people here trained who, who would love to chat with you, pray with you. Um, uh, but if you did respond, let me encourage you that God loves you. He knows you. Amen. 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 Amen.